0: Hello. Hi, Sandra.
1: Yes, this
0: is Sandra. Hi, this is Jim Martin with the Little Things First podcast.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Good, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, Just getting over a cold, so my voice is a little on the rough side today, but I'm good.
0: Oh, okay, great to hear that you're at least on the mend.
2: Yes, I am.
0: Okay. Well, I'm here with my colleague, Tracy Vandy-Venter.
2: Hi, Tracy, Hi, nice
0: how are you? I am
2: so good. We're all actually, I think, just trying to get over that fall cold.
0: I think
1: so. I think so. Or the back to school, it usually hits us the first couple of weeks, so this one came in a little late. Yeah. Um, actually, here in Brownsville, we, at Brownsville, Texas, we're experiencing
2: our first cold front, oh. and
1: for us, that's uh,
2: a good 56 degrees, so we're Good. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, when we come back into the schools and we swim around in all those germs, we definitely pick a few up on the way, huh? Uh, Yes, yes, that's for sure.
0: So, Sandra, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. We feel like we have a lot to learn from you, and so why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Uh, Well, I'll start, of course, with my
1: pride and joy. I I am a mother of four, four beautiful children i um, married to a wonderful man, Ruben. I've lived here in Brownsville, Texas all my life, born and raised. So all of my, my education is from Brownsville, Texas. Um, you know, I've always dreamed as a little girl to be a teacher, and that uh, happened, and I have my parents to thank for that. Um, you know, I'm proud to say that I've been in education now for 23 years. Uh, 10 is a school teacher and 13 as an administrator. Um, if you know Brownsville, Texas, uh, we are at the tip of Texas, on the border and by the sea. So um, being born and raised here and being uh, coming from immigrant parents who worked really, really hard uh, to provide for us, it's um, a very proud moment for me to be sitting as I am right now in my car. We were out in activities for the school, but I came to my car to do this, to be sitting and sharing with you what my passion is. Um, so that's a little bit about me. And, and feel free to ask me anything. I just, uh, I'm just i here to answer and, and tell you why I do what I do and how much I love what I do.
0: That's, that's great. And um, you're even participating in school events on the weekend, it sounds like.
1: Yes, we have a chess event uh, i'm I'm big on chess and, and you'll get to know a little bit about that as we go into further into the podcast um It's a great activity for all kiddos
0: excellent now one of the reasons why we wanted to talk to you is because you're a gold medal award winning school from the national center for um Sorry, I had it up here, but uh, National Center for Urban. Urban School Transformation, right? Yes. And so, will you tell yes. us a little bit about that award and what brought that about?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, I'll tell you one of the proudest moments for me, of course, in my professional career has been being able to be able to come back from San Diego with that award, and I'll tell you why. Because, you know. It's a fact, according to the United States Census, you know, we are, Brownsville, Texas is um, the poorest city in America, you know. And with that said, our educational journey comes from having hardworking parents. Uh, we have a lot of at-risk students uh, economically disadvantaged. Over 90% of our kiddos are uh, economically disadvantaged, you know. And um, being able to provide for them and close those gaps, has been not only a dream come true, but such great success, immediate success for us. Um, here at Iturria Elementary, my second school as a school leader, our sports, we're always average. I've been there for seven years in our sports. We're always between the C's and the B's. Um, in the last seven years, we were able to close gaps and um, get to the 90s. We have an 89 right now that we're working with. Um, we are reading scores um, we had an 87 but closing those achievement gaps for our kiddos uh, has been a great accomplishment um, I'll tell you that the Ncust award if, I don't know if you're familiar with it but they came into our campus um, pretty much as first we submitted an application um, and it happened that when we were uh, nominated it changed because it used to be you submit the application, and then they'll let you know over the phone, you know what, you're a finalist Come to San Diego, and you're either going to get um, bronze, silver, or gold, right? So the year we're nominated, they, we submit the application, and they said, thank you, we got your application, we're going to send a team of about seven to eight um, leaders to your campus, and we want to make sure that everything you told us on this application is really happening um, and then after we visit you, then uh, you can come visit with us in San Diego, and we'll let you know whether you're a recipient or not. So it was like, oh wow, okay. Um, they came into our campus at Ituria Elementary. They met with me for about two hours, asked all kinds of questions, different things we're doing at the campus. Um, it was really intense and glorifying at the same time because anytime I have an opportunity to speak About our campus, our student population, our amazing teachers, for me, it's a highlight. Um, and then they asked for the keys of the campus and a map, and they went into our campus. Um, so every nook and cranny of our campus stayed there all day. They did meet with a group of parents, a group of students, and uh, then did their own thing. You know, the uh, school principal, I selected the the parents and the students. Um, we didn't press for it because I wanted them to see what we were all about. I wanted them to get the most natural uh, possible way they could get. And they did. Um, And Lord and behold, uh, we go to San Diego, a team of three, myself, my dean of instruction. And one of the teachers that was observed for a lesson, um, she was selected to go with us. And we're sitting there and they're going through all of... um, the classes. We had to present. I I presented what we do at Eturia, and our presentation was the last one before the award ceremony, so you can only imagine. (laughs) Um, It was exciting. We go to the ceremony, and they're naming everyone, and they hadn't named Eturia, and I said, okay, well, you know, I, I believe our students are worth gold. We might not walk away with the gold, but we are gold. Well, they left it at the very end because we were the gold recipients. And that was such an, yeah, it was uh, exhilarating for me. You have no idea how um, the minute we were named gold, we went up there. Our superintendent was there with us, our superintendent at the time. um, And I wanted to get on a plane and just come back home and and just walk into our campus and share it with everybody. Um, And we did. That same day we got on a plane, we came back our we lost our flight. Oh, no. <laughs> we slept in the hotel. we slept in the airport next morning. Um, we get on a flight, we come home. I had I have thirty minutes to change because I wanted to go and start the celebration with our five hundred and seventy four kiddos and our staff. Um, and it was really about closing the gaps and and servicing all student populations. Um, at uh, Ituria
2: Elementary. Congratulations. That is so exciting and kind of a big journey in lots of ways, right? And just to go back and celebrate and to be there with everyone who's pulled together and done some really important work, right, over time to help close that gap. You know, one area that we're focusing on is looking at little things, um, believing that it doesn't take, Sweeping huge reforms, because generally, I think we know what needs to be done. But from your perspective, I'm wondering, what little things do you think made a big difference in your school that changed for the the outcomes for your students?
1: One of things I'll tell you, um, I've been there, like you said, for seven years. Uh, when we, when I was able to go and join Ethuria. Uh, one of the things, uh, they had a, a huge, huge student population, uh, and by that I mean we had about 580 kiddos who showed up every day uh, from all parts of our, our city. Because if you take Brownsville, anywhere, we have open enrollment, but anywhere you take it, it's a low socioeconomic. And they were showing up to school, and I remember showing up, and I had... Uh, a chess team of six students. And those six students were the students that um, their mothers and fathers had come and said, you know, we play chess with our kids at home. Uh, one of them was a lawyer's son. The other one was a teacher's son. The other one was one of our target managers, target, target search managers. And I remember that clearly because I remember why do we have six kiddos? Well, because those are the kiddos that were exposed to chess. Um, I remember going and saying, who are our chess sponsors? We had one. Um, I said, well, who's interested in doing chess? Well, we don't want to have uh, go through the trouble of having tryouts. I said, why would not we have tryouts for chess? We open it to everyone. Everyone comes, and whoever wants to play chess will play chess. I'm telling you that because from going to a team of five to six kiddos who already knew how to play chess, who had the opportunity to play chess at home with their parents, we, throughout the years, we have now a team of about 48 students. We've been to nationals four out of the seven years that we've been there. Um, And that's because we opened it up to everybody, every single child. CIPCO did not determine whether they could be a part of our chess team. And that's just chess. Um, There's so many other things that we do for all of our students because we get students, like I said, from all over Brownsville because of the open enrollment. Um, It took us into this amazing journey where we just get everything is possible. One of the things that our teachers are reminded of every day is that the one thing our students have in common, whether they're coming from a home of a complete home of both parents who are educated to a home that's a broken home, a home that has parents that wake up every day at four in the morning to go catch the bus, to get on the bus, to make it to their workplace, hard labor, and then don't get home until 730. The one thing these kiddos have in common is us behind those doors. The minute they walk in, they have us, and we start every morning. By uh, reminding them, we say, you know, our rangers, uh, remember to smile, learn lots, and make us proud. Because every day is a great day to be a ranger. And we remind them over the intercom: remember, you are the reason we are here. Um, our teachers know, our cafeteria staff knows, our custodial staff knows, our parent volunteer knows that we're walking the hallways, and we never pass up a child without greeting them. Um, we know every one of our students. Um, we make every day count for them. Our staff is amazing. Um, they know that every child counts, and we tell them, you know, tip coach does not determine the success of our students. A smile. <clears throat> a How are you? A hey, buddy, you look pretty sharp today. Goes a long way for our students. Uh, we also pride ourselves in challenging them in every every single way, from our students who have learning disabilities to the students who are GT. Everybody gets challenged because we find that niche and every child. Um, you know, we celebrate the grows and the glows. Um, every child has the ability to learn, and every child has the ability to show growth every day in a certain area, and we celebrate that. Daily, weekly, as a staff, as a group, and then individually. Um, so, data, of course, is important. And that's, that's that teacher boring talk that, um, yeah. you know, we need to do. It's important. But data really tells us where are the strengths of every child and where are the weaknesses. And we focus not only on the weaknesses, but on those strengths because. It's important that they take those leadership roles among themselves, and we do a lot of peer tutoring. Um, We love to introduce them to new literature and uh, just get them into those academic conversations. Coming from the region that we're at, vocabulary is one of our biggest weaknesses, and we pride ourselves in developing that in our students through those academic conversations, social conversations, um, you know, and, and data drives that. But we don't let our students know that we are um, you know equipped with that data, and we just take it into the classroom, take it into the hallway, take it into the cafeteria, and make make it a fun learning experience for all of our students.
2: That's so powerful to to follow up. You said over and over again, what a great staff you have, what great teachers you have. Did you have a lot of turnover? in that process across those seven years? Or did people themselves slowly, you know, um, become stronger as educators and and teachers?
1: Our turnover is not huge. Um, We had, when I walked into the campus, I have had teachers there. Uh, The school's been open for 28 years, some that have been there for 28, some that have been there for 24, some that have been there for 18, some that have been there for 15. 10, up to three, and the newest one I just hired that's been there for three weeks, one of our third grade teachers, and that's because one of my teachers retired. So there was a lot of buy-in, and that took a lot of me getting to know them, know what their qualities in the classroom were, and then working around it so where they could come and tell me, listen, I can serve better in this area. Um, You're coming into a campus that's been there, who hasn't been in the low, low uh, uh, score spectrum. So they already know. They know what they're doing. And who are you to come in here and tell me to do a li- something a little bit different, like take a novel instead of using our basal, take a novel and create a test. I'm going to use what's on that textbook because that's what I've been doing for 28 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a lot of um Coffee's with the principal. It took a lot of uh, non-threatening uh, environment to discuss what we're doing. So, uh, and by that is uh, my office was turned into, you know, this conference room the first year. And I said, you know, they're coming into my office. It's the conference room. Uh, we've had somewhat great things happen here, but I, let's let's not do this here so much in my office. Let me find a room where I can throw a couple of couches in there. Um, yes, have a data wall because it's necessary, but also have maybe a little coffee station, always have snacks. So it's those little things for our staff members.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, wow. that, that count. Um, I just this last Friday, we did room service for our teachers. We had open house on Tuesday. So we had the room service cards So we did do it at the hotel room and we told them, you know, pick. One from column A, one from column B, either a green tea, some coffee, and a snack. And we delivered for them on Friday. Um, my dean of instruction and myself, we walked in, did room service, and walked in there. Um, and we just try to find different ways to value them and tell them how appreciated they are. Um, the first two years was an uphill struggle. Uh, because they had already been there and they were already doing things a certain way. So we took the things that they were doing and just grew on them. And eventually, they themselves started to say, you know what, what a great feeling it is to try something new. I'm going to keep this part of the assessment, but you're right, I'm going to take this part and I am going to put a little bit of the novel in there, which is one of the things that we pride ourselves at Iturria, a lot of literature units, um, because if you take the basal so that state adopted and, um, board approved, it's a wonderful thing. A lot of money gets put into that. So mm-hmm. we need to use it, but a child can easily get lost in that big book. Um, so, you know, I've of, I, I follow what the district is wanting us to do and we do it, but we have literature, uh, novel time. And it's amazing. If you walk into our classrooms, our, our students are telling the teacher, are we going to read chapter three? Because I want to see if my prediction is right. Yeah, You know? Yeah, And we do it from pre-K, get this, we do it from our pre-K-3 program all the way to our fifth graders. At first, when I introduced the concept to pre-K-3, four, uh, and our kinder teachers they were like, are you kidding me? We're doing phonics. Um, we're, we're doing phonics and we're sticking to the phonics and what the district has. And I said, listen guys, all I want you to do is to pick maybe a frock and toad or a Junie Bloom, something that's second, third, and fourth grade, get them to the carpet. You read it for them. Mm -hmm. You get excited about chapter one. Then Pull out that overhead. Maybe do three fun questions. Introduce them to that multiple choice because, we kidding, we can't get away from it, right? It's coming. is not going to say, oh, we love our kiddos so much. We're not going to do these assessments anymore. I want them to be introduced to it in a fun way, not so much in a booklet. So we're big on novel matrices that are created by the teachers. Um, I like to just last Friday I said I need the list that we're using this year because I know you already have it. I just want to make sure to have read all of them because I wanted to have conversations with them about it in the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it took a while because they're like, hey, Ms. Cortez, you already know we're doing this novel. We're all, you know, we're doing um, everything that you want us to do. You want the list. I go, guys, I know you all move it around every year. I want the list of when you're doing it so that I can know and I can have those conversations when I'm doing duty with them, yeah. when I'm walking in there with them. So just Friday, they submitted the last list <laughs> of all the novels we're doing. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, goal accomplished. Now I know exactly, because we have our lesson plans and we have everything else, but I wanted the list of the novels, a breakdown, so that we can all be on the same page and know what's happening when it comes to the literature and getting that vocabulary up. So, and I can talk a lot, so please stop.
0: No, that's great. We're we're enjoying it. We're learning a lot from you. Um, you talked about a uh, dean of instruction. Tell me a little bit about that role. Like, what does that person do, and and how does that person interface with you in the school?
1: She is I, well. I, my administrative team consists of the school principal, my assistant principal, and dean of instruction, and we work really well together. Um, my assistant principal has been there. He was a principal before for twenty years, and then. Um, he came to our campus and he's been such a joy so he does he helps me with a lot of the discipline the facilities um I was slowly working with him and telling him you know we've got to get into the curriculum too because our thing is my dean of instruction and I are huge on planning sitting together looking at our data wall going into the classrooms, having academic conversations she facilitates you know the teacher that we just hired because the other one retired? Yeah. My dean of instruction has taken her under her wings and said, okay, we're going to do this together. I'm going I'm to model the reading lesson for you, and then tomorrow I'll come in, and we can do it together, and then on the third day I'm going to let you be. Granted, this is a teacher who's already been hired, been through the whole process, but we don't want to just kind of leave her on her own. So our dean of instruction has been in there with her doing that and slowly taking back, okay, now I'm going to step back another 30 minutes, you're in for 30 minutes. Um, Also, a big part of my campus improvement plan, Um, and then the budget. I know that the budget, and I'll go to, she's, uh, her name is Dr. Melinda Lopez. I'll go and I'll tell her, Doc, I really, really, really want to go and get two more units of, uh, you know, Henry and Mudge, and I want to get it because they're sharing, and, and I want everybody to have their unit um, in their classroom. I want to use Budget 211. Can you put it in the campus improvement plan? And she'll be like, well, you know it's a breathing document, and we should have planned for it last year, but okay, let me make it work. Yeah. You know, she's, you know, we work really well. Um, and she's my right hand when it comes to instruction.
2: Sounds like, role. sounds like in some settings that might be like an instructional coach.
1: Yes, her name went from facilitator to dean of instruction with our new superintendent. Uh, We went from being a facilitator to now then being called dean of instruction to yes, an instructional coach, exactly. Nice, nice.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about how you use your data wall?
1: Our data wall is used with our checkpoints that we have right now. Currently, we have, say, our third graders didn't take the STAR test, which is a state exam, um, last year. So what we use is their end-of-the-year reading and math score. And we have them there. We have their demographic. We have whether they're on an RTI, which is response to intervention, whether they're in resource or inclusion, whether they're GT or bilingual. And we have it colored where it's red, yellow, green, green. And blue, and ultimately, we want everybody to move up one color and get to the masters, which is the highest there can be. But even our master students, I have a gold spot on top of the blue because our master students, if when we looked at our data at the end of last year, at the beginning of this year, some of our master students stayed, and I had eight master students who dropped to me. So mm-hmm. what happens is red is for um, approaches. Our, um, yellow is for me. Our, uh, green is for MC approaches, uh, meets. And then our, um, green is for developed. And our, our last one is for masters.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And when we talk, when I talked to the teachers, it was eye opening this year. Uh, we do have an, A. Uh, letter grade as a campus we did our reading scores uh dropped in the state and at our campus by a three to four percent and we were looking at data individually one of the things that we learned this school year it's always a learning process my dean and i and the teachers was when we get our state scores i always want to know who's masters and who did not meet
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we have the did not meet, I'm sorry, did not meet, approaches, meets, and masters. Um, and what about the students that did approaches? Oh, well, we had 80%. So we had that conversation, you know, we have some marathon runners in our group, in our teacher group. You know, when you're approaching the finish line, what does that mean to you while well, I'm getting there? I said, so if we look at 80% of our approaches, that's 80% of our students who the state says, are getting there, but they're still going to give us credit and they're going to give us that A status. But if we look at it, what does it mean for us? What does it mean for the parents? And what does it mean for the students? That means we're barely getting there because they're not at need.
2: Yeah. So
1: we were like, you know, it was one of those aha moments in our data meetings where we looked at each other and said, we need to look at our approaches and our needs and our masters. Um, You know, we need to make sure that they're moving up one level or two yeah. yes our did not meet there are focus groups we need to but also our masters because we had those master students who dropped yeah. to a meet so I did a we did the whole we I took a rope and I said okay who wants to be my master student and who wants to be my did not meet one at each end and then the middle and then we role played the whole being a teacher And, okay, well, these are my did not meet. Oh, my God, I have to do RTI. I have to get into tutorial. I have to do tier intervention. I'm going to meet with the parents. I'm going to take the list to Ms. Cortez. And I'm role-playing, right? And they're all nodding their head like, yes, yes, yes. Great, I already did all that. And then I took the rope and I looped it with the teacher. And I said, now we're at approaches. Yay, we went one up one color. And meanwhile, I told my master teacher, the master student, I want you to over here to start looking at your sweater, messing with your hair, looking at your nail polish. That's my master kiddo over there, right? Right. So the teachers are looking at me like, where is she going with this? And I said, okay, now we have the did not meet. We, cro- we jumped over to the approaches. Okay, guys, but you know what? We are not there yet. Um, and then I look at the master student and I said, and you know what, uh, master student, I want you to read chapter eight of the novel that's coming up. Give me your prediction. And when you're done with that, start working on your science project because you're going to make it anyways, your master. Um, And when you're done with that, you know, start working on your math that we're going to start, I'm going to introduce later on. And their teachers are looking at me like, oh my goodness. Yes. This this happens. Mm -hmm. It happens to us as parents too with our kiddos. You know, we focus on the one that needs all the help and, the one that's doing really great. We're like, how are you doing? Good. Okay, great. Keep going. Right. And that's our focus this year.
2: Everyone Looking at can
1: grow. Every, everyone. Everyone can grow because I'm not going to tell you that my heart didn't break for the students that were masters and went down to me. That That's all straight right here. Right here at me, at our teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, we might be an A campus, but to those students, who did not meet or were masters and dropped to uh, meet, were not an A campus to them. We, we and I'm going to say it, we can categorize ourselves somewhere in the D or an F because we failed them. We need to make sure everyone's growing. And I mean, I know we're talking about our successes, but this uh, this is going to be a part of our end-of-the-year success because we it's been a learning experience for us when we take that data wall and look at it with a microscope and take that information and say, what are we going to do with it now? Um, It is our first year that we're looking at it this way. Nice. Uh, So I'm glad that you asked that because prior to it, we would look at it across the board. We see the beautiful colors. Everyone's moving from the red to the yellow, from the yellow to the green. Yay, we reached the blue. What happens when you get to the blue?
0: Mm. That's a really great point. Yeah, yeah.
1: So... Uh, and again, I can go on and on and on, so please, oh, no, please.
0: Oh, you're great. So uh, just to kind of wrap up, if you could talk to your younger self through a time machine of sorts and give your younger self a little bit of advice, um, what advice would you give?
1: To my younger self, um, <clears throat> aside from start drinking coffee, <laughs> <at an early> <laughs> time, <laughs> I'll tell you, um, it would be do what is right by your students. Always Always have a voice for them. Do not be intimidated by your surroundings. And by that, I mean parents, administrators, and anyone who tells you that your students can't. Your students can't learn, or they just simply can't. Be loud for them. Be their advocate. At the end of the day, uh, as my younger self, as an educator, uh, yes. I I wish back then I would have had a, a louder voice for my students and and not have been intimidated by our surrounding community and, and the parents. Because when you do what's right for
2: students, you can't go wrong. You just can't. Right. Yes, it's absolutely true. And... Um, I think that as we continue to grow, we start uncovering other ways that we want to serve our kids, just like you looking at that data wall and recognizing, oh, there's a group there that maybe we haven't completely lifted higher like we want to, and uh, I, I compliment you and your whole team on not walking away from the challenge, because we all know it's it can be grueling work, it can be exhausting, uh, but it can also be so inspiring and so Uh, so worth all of the time and effort um, to just take care of kids and help them become their best selves. So thank you for being such a great example and sharing your expertise with us.
0: Yeah, I love your enthusiasm. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you for, for having me do
1: this. Uh, Also a great reflection time for me. So um, again, anytime I can talk about what we do as educators, I'll always be a teacher at heart. My teachers know that when they don't see that in me, please come and let me know because then I have no business being a school principal. Um, So uh,
2: I, I love what I do. I really do. Yes, thank you. It shows. And thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us.
0: Yeah, congratulations on the honors, and it sounds like it's well-deserved. I know the NCUS process is very rigorous, so the fact that you're a gold medal-winning school says a lot.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and we wear it everywhere. All our T-shirts have NCUS gold, our pencils, everything. Our students know they are gold. And that's one of the best gifts that... um, we could give them, and and you should if if you would ever have an opportunity to come and visit Brownsville, Texas, and and see our students and walk into Ituria, If you ask any one of them, you are, and they'll tell you we are gold. Excellent. And I think that's in that we should share with every single um, student in our district. If every if Enquist would have visited many a, a lot of our schools, um, I think they would have had a really a tough decision because our students in our area um, are hard work, they earn, they work hard, and they shine. And so I'm very proud. It's a wonderful gift that was given. I told the staff and the community and the students, this is something that no one can ever take away from you all. Um, As educators, you can say you were a big part of it. As students, you will say you made it happen. And for me, as your school leader and your colleague, It's something that I'll take with me forever. An unforgettable, unforgettable experience really has been.
2: Yes, very good. Thank you so much for all of your time today on a Saturday, and uh, go back and cheer on your chess mates. Yes, yes, thank
1: you so much, and thank you for doing this on a Saturday. Uh, I appreciate uh, both of you and for calling and for sending the questions. If there's anything else that you need on my behalf, this is my phone number. I'm here to serve and to
0: care. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Best of luck to show. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. You all have a great day.